Queen's Lead Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Singleton. And as a child of the 80s, I'd love to say queens rule, but they don't. Queens lead. Being a queen means you are worthy to be a leader of people. The guests on our show do exactly that. They are leading the way in their businesses, families, and communities. They're taking their rightful place in the spotlight, leading and inspiring the developing queens in all of us. Welcome to the Queen's Lead Podcast. All right. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Queen's Lead Podcast. Today, we are joined by Romina Mina Lee. She is... um, English uh, and now lives in Australia, and she is the owner of um, Waken Your Mermaid Within. This is her tagline. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about you, uh, Mina. Welcome. Thank you, Amy. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm so excited to be here. Um, so my name is Romina Lee, um, known as Mina to all family, friends, loved ones, etc. Um, I migrated here from um, England when I was 15 years old with my family. So I've been here for many years and call Australia home. Um, I am a mother to three amazing children and also have two grandchildren. I'm a single woman now and I am obviously running this uh, little business on the side uh, called Awaken Your Mermaid Within, which is all around, yeah, just really inviting women to come home to their hearts and yeah, I just um, love it. <laughs> I love it. So uh, you have such a diverse background, but your full-time gig is in a child protective services. Tell us a little bit about that and kind of how um, how you made the decision to, to start um, mm. your business as well. Mm. Yeah, beautiful. Okay, so in my full-time job, I um, work as a team leader in child protection. I've been in this field for over 15 years and I kind of came, I never ever thought I would be in this kind of area of work, but I came into it through my own personal journey um, with domestic violence many years ago, which got me into working with children, which got me into child protection. So as much as I love this job, I've also seen there's a lot of gaps in the areas in terms of women and empowerment and trying to build up women's confidence and or how disadvantaged a lot of women are. So over the years, I've done my own internal journey because I once was one of them women and now I've worked my way through. And so that's how I got to, I suppose, awaken your mermaid within. It was from the spiritual work that I've been doing for the last 20 odd years of my life which yeah. led me to creating my own business um, only last year. Yeah. Oh, I can only imagine the overlap that you see within, it's rare that a child is in an abusive situation where the mother is also be in an abusive yeah. situation. So yeah. um, would you like to talk a little bit about your history with domestic violence, your personal history? Yeah, not a problem. That's fine. So when I was younger, um, I obviously met someone and um, I was in a relationship with them for quite a few years. And of that, from that relationship, we had, we had a child together. Um, at the time, I suppose, I didn't really understand what domestic violence was. I was like 18. And mm-hmm. um, all I knew was, is that this relationship was one that was kind of toxic, but there was arguing, there was, um, you know, it was psychological and emotional with one or two physical And at the time I'd had this child out of wedlock from the whole Catholic patriarchy and all these things were going on for me. And I know I have to stay here. I can't leave. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so what then eventually happened, I had some really good friends around me and, you know, they were saying to me, this is just not okay. And that's when I stepped out of that kind of 
in the situation and stepped out of that lens and was like, oh my gosh, this is what's happening to me, which then led me to start volunteering at a women's refuge, working with children. And then I got a paid job. And then of course there started my journey from about 21, 22 years old onwards in terms wow. of that self-awareness and yeah, deconstructing all of that stuff and yeah, going on to help wow. others. Yeah. yeah. How much of um, the domestic violence that occurs today do you think is continues to go on because the um, the offended party is uh, just has lack of education, just doesn't understand that they even are being abused? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's probably a lot of our clients. And that's why I love um, about the work that we do now in terms of the way we approach family and domestic violence. We mm -hmm. used to kind of blame the victim quite a lot in terms of not leaving, why are you doing this? And then put a lot of responsibility on them to do all of these things versus now in the work, I've seen a massive shift in the last 15 years where we're actually making the perpetrator or the offender accountable for their behavior. And so it's kind of shifting that responsibility over and it also frees up the victim to actually not feel so, because um, they're continually being victimized by their perpetrator and then also by us who come in to say you have these choices to leave or this is going to happen so yeah. for us did I answer the question I feel like I yeah for sure <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, well I just um, think that some of us get into situations where we're going you know it, it's really obvious to know if someone's punching you out I mean bruising yes. your eyes yeah. but there's yeah. a lot of other kinds of abuse that are happening that oh, we may not even yeah. know is happening to emotional, us emotional psychological financial sexual yeah there is a lot and mm -hmm. um I can actually you when you um a lot of women like they're just saying they're not aware of these cycles or these patterns that they're in because um, I think a lot of the time they obviously have their own trauma background and or were child of those kind of a child from that kind of relationship. Mm -hmm. And or a lot of the times it's deemed as a norm or yeah, confidence, self-esteem, you know, not knowing what to do next. So many issues or reasons why. Yeah, so I can see where your awakening the mermaid within these women is really helping them mm. to understand themselves better that they are an entire whole person all by themselves mm. and they can can direct their lives um mm. i'm not going to ignore the fact that this woman is wearing a crown on the queen's lead podcast right now please everyone look <laughs> at this crown she's wearing for those of you listening on spotify or the other channels you're gonna have to go to the youtube channel to check this out she's wearing a crown on her head tell us about uh the moment that the mermaid started to appear in your mm. life and in your psyche over and over again yeah beautiful i love that and thank you i i love my crown the embodiment this the is made from a um a shop in england actually i bought it online so nice. if you want the link, I can send you the link oh, for yeah. anyone who's interested. Yeah. We need some um, crowns over here for these queens. Yes. I've actually looking right. at another one. I've, I've had this one for nearly two years now, so I'm in the upgrade. But um, what I was going to say was, um, so about in 2019, I was sitting here in another house in Kananara, and we have what's wet season and it's thunder and lightning, and this lightning bolt came down. And then I drew this figurine and it had a tail, and I thought, oh, what's this about? And I didn't really think too much into it. So it was 2018, I think. And then 2019, I just started drawing more mermaids. And then it was like, what are these mermaids? What is all this about? And then I started to, the mermaid analogy came to me, like the M-E-R-M-A-I-D. And so then I made a um, archetype for each mermaid and each mermaid had a value. 
And then as I journeyed on through 2020, 2021, um, which is when my program was birthed last year, so it was mainly 2020, I started to write um, more about these mermaids and the energy that they had and what they meant to me in terms of my journey as a woman in the last 20 years of my life. And so there was born the mermaid program in terms of the mermaid temple and awaken your mermaid within was something that just dropped in. And I was like, boom, I felt awakened. And it was like, how can women awaken this mermaid within? Like I have this um, concept that every woman is free to dive to the depths of the ocean, meaning her a holistic self, like the depths of her um, emotionality and her vulnerability. And I feel that as women, we are kind of often caged or trapped and wear many masks. And so for me, Awaken Your Mermaid Within was like, no, I want to be unapologetically seen. I want to be visible. I want to, I want to be able to accept all of me and yeah. stop hiding. And that's kind of where it all came from. And then when I go back, the funny thing is, when I was 17 in my mermaid, I had a mermaid dress on my school ball. And oh, wow. Get, I know. And I didn't even think. So they've been with me for like 30 years. And I only just finally connected, you know, intuitively like two years ago. And then the color. The universe has my, been sprinkling this mermaid. I know, sprinkling this whole time. time. <laughs> yes, I love uh, it. Where were Hello. You? <laughs> Oh, there's that light bulb. Yeah, I know. And I read, you know, these books on following the breadcrumbs. And I was like, oh, my gosh, Romina. And then the colors of this dress were like this magenta, bluey, purple color, which, bang, dropped in with the themes, um, my um, marketing and all of that. And obviously, this is one of my favorite dresses that I bought years ago when I started to embody the mermaid, because this also aligned with the colors of my business. So, um, yeah. I was a little bit late on the intuition, but I always believe everything comes at the right time and which That's it did right. perfectly. Yeah. That's right. I love yeah. that. Tell us about yeah. one of the mermaid types. Mm. I'll go with the mermaid of um, matriarchy because she's my favorite. She's the first one. Okay. So this, this one is all about the value of integrity. So in this workshop, the workshops run over eight weeks and they're like a 90 minute session. So there's... Um, in the workshop, I actually talk about, for this one, the Mermaid of Matriarchy, it's all about the sisterhood, it's all about ancestral lineage, and it's all about looking at who we are as a woman and what it is that we like want to be in integrity with in our lives, not what society says we should do. So we really unpack kind of what it is that makes you who you are and how you can step into that power of being that sovereign matriarch in your own kind of lineage um so the session normally goes for like 40 minutes and there's a kind of share and give and take and it's a really safe space and then I take people through like an embodiment practice um 20 minutes each session each kind of mermaid we do a different one each week but the mermaid of matriarchy she is kind of like really stands strong powerful and really owns her stuff and I always find that she's one of the biggest hits with a lot of people um, and because it looks at the sisterhood and it's all about loving each other as women and rising each other up and changing that vibration opposed to the negativity of, um, you know, bitching and what women do and bring each other down. I can't be dealing with that. And that's what I keep raising the vibration around love of women and loving of each other. And yeah, I love yeah. that stuff. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> I love that this 
um, that there seems to be a shift even here in the United States, which is we're kind of slow to catch up sometimes, but (laughs) you know, like there's so much competition, especially in in corporate America amongst, you know, even like amongst real estate agents and all these, but there's so much infinite possibility for everyone. There's Uh enough success for everybody. And yeah, it's not like when we get to the, I was in a um, conference last year that uh, one of the speakers said, you know, when we're riding that elevator up, when you get to the top, send that bitch back down, bring them other women up to where yeah. you are too. There's room for us all. And I just love that yeah. I'm hearing it being reiterated amongst communities over and over again. Yeah. And around the world, because I think it's going to take many, many years, thousands of years to deconstruct this. And yes. that's because of I think how um, the capitalism has always worked and the patriarchal norms continue to put women last and or say that you can't succeed. So then women feel that they have to be in that very masculine energy to succeed and to push to the top. Whereas for me, it's about the femininity. It's about being who you are and bringing all of you to the table. And like Mm -hmm. in my job, I'm in a very masculine role because I'm a manager and I manage people and the work I do is challenging. Um, but I also bring that femininity. I'm very vulnerable with my team. I allow this space for tears, for them to be who and what they are, because we are humans with feelings and emotions. And the feminine is what drives the flow of everything we do. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. I just, there's just such a shift moving from this perfection to human like we are humans why do we pretend we aren't there is a dog over here in the floor sometimes there's a kid (laughs) on people's laps we're human beings it's okay to be that you know like yeah i'm tired of those masks yes and this is one of yeah thanks amy this is one of the biggest things that i carry on about like i have shown up on my social media as a hot mess i went through a breakup last year i went through a divorce four years ago I show up as my true authentic self. And this is one of the major things about Awaken Your Mermaid Within. It's about, I know people bang on about authenticity, but when you can drop into your heart and truly know that you are being authentic and, you know, like if you are who you are and that's perfectly okay. And that's what I want women to feel because I've been on this journey of self-love and at every stage of our lives, we can say we love each other, love ourselves but I'm not sure about you, but each year I go deeper and deeper into more self-acceptance, more love, and just mm-hmm. keep unlearning and getting rid of those layers of that onion yes, and so showing up. Yeah. You yeah. are speaking my language. I am telling you this morning on my, I got really real on a reel this morning where I, I showed my skin. I've lost about 150 pounds. And wow. so I have a lot of skin and yeah. it's been really hard to, to show that to the world. And I yeah. just showed that flab out this morning and the, the oh, number of comments so and DMs you. that I got was like, and I'm not saying that like to say I was vulnerable, but like, I think people throw that word around a lot yeah. and like we're yeah. vulnerable with the pieces we're willing to share, you know, yeah. like maybe just one yeah. little bit, but truly being yeah. an open book, I think allows people to be able to stand up and say, you know what? Me too. Me too. Yes. Because you're not yes. the only one, no matter what you're going through. I thought yeah. without a shadow of a doubt, when I got divorced from my high school sweetheart who came out as gay. 10 years mm. or 20 years and two kids later that I was the only yes. one on the planet that had ever happened to what no. the hell absolutely yeah. not I was not alone no. but guess what 
back then nobody was saying nobody was talking about that nobody was saying no. there was nobody no. else so I was just no, alone and scared this, yeah thank you for sharing that that's huge yeah. there's so many layers to that isn't there and again and that's all about other people's judgments and expectations and mm -hmm. then from our own shame and different things I mean I can't speak for you but my own journey with shame has been huge and mm -hmm. not enough and not worthy and again you think you're in this silo dealing with that all on your own it's not it's mm -hmm. so many women and these are the women that I speak to and deal with and um sorry get to meet all the time and I just open my heart to all because I have so much love and want women to know that they are so worthy and more than enough and yeah, just love themselves. I just want women to love themselves so deeply. That's it. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. We well, all deserve that from ourselves first and we foremost. Do. We do. Yeah. I, I regularly talk to the, uh, you know, teenage Amy, you know, mm, and, and revisit yeah, her, her and tell her, Beautiful. tell her, you know what? You were enough. It's okay that you yeah. thought you were too much yeah. and still not enough at the same time. That's okay. Cause yeah. guess what? Yeah. 40 year old, you looks way better than 15 year old. You look So you're doing it right, girl. Yes. I love this. I love yeah. this. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We can't say, divorce that previous version. I feel like we can't no. divorce that previous version and say no. that was the old me. I think we have to look no. back and say that was me too. And we've learned and we yes. grow and when we know better, we do better. And we have yes. to love ourselves at every place in that journey most definitely and we always have to remember we're always evolving and we only ever know what we know at that time and space and this is a point in time wherever we are and as long as we we just continue to learn and grow my motto is kind of always approach things with compassion and empathy and kindness I am like I have this hashtag hashtag I'm ready to choose me which came to me this year and at first I thought oh that's a bit selfish and egotistical and then I thought actually no it's not Romina because I have put everyone else before me my whole life I am now 47 years young and I am finally living my life and loving my life and me so much and I want all other women to feel and be this way from a younger age or from whenever, whenever they are ready but to know that they can have this love for themselves this balance regardless of where they are and yeah, it makes me, my heart's going 100 miles now. It makes me, yeah, so, me so passionate and excited. Yeah, because again, we're told that we can't have it all and we can, we can. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, no. we definitely can. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So tell us about some of the tools. I mean, I reading like through your bio and your website and stuff, I've learned so much about the different avenues and different tools that you've learned and used over the years. Mm. Um, as far as Reiki, or I'm probably not saying that right. Reiki, Reiki? Yeah, no, Reiki, right. so I've, Reiki. Okay. yeah, that's Reiki, yeah, so Reiki, I've um, only done the first course, so I don't practice on other people, I only do it at myself at this time, um, mm -hmm. I need to do the second one um, to start practicing on other people, but energetically, I can sense other people and or with good friends, I might put some hands on and do healing or send kind of energetics so that's one but a lot of the other tools I use are around like uh with the feminine embodiment that's all around kind of the coaching so it's all about kind of slowing yourself down and inhabiting more of yourself so with that kind of a typical session did you want me to like talk a little bit about yeah, that sure. Tell us what it's like. yeah. Absolutely. yeah so with the feminine embodiment it's all about kind of slowing down tuning going inwards and we use um it's kind of a holistic modality it's like for me it's when you go and see a therapist it's like you know you use your brain and you talk or your awareness and you talk 
But when you have like a feminine embodiment session, it's all about connecting your awareness, your heart, your um, body and kind of your soul, which I call like the energetics around us. And in a typical session, you would basically be dropped into your body with myself and I'll guide you in there. And then we kind of look at um, the suppressed feelings or the kind of um, frozen tension, we call it. And we go in and explore what it is, where does it come from, what that's all about. And you use tools from your own body, like you use your breath to work through it. You use your awareness. You also use movement and um, sound. So um, we look at limiting beliefs. We look at patterns of behavior. We call in um, what the woman desires, um, magnetism. We look at boundaries, like that modality in itself, um, which I graduated as a coach last year, was through um, the School of Embodied Arts by um, Jenna Ward. And that whole process um, really allowed me to slow down, look at all my stuff over the years, and then allowed me to unpack what was going on for me to then go on to guide other women in terms of those points that I just said before. Because I feel as women, often we're not really clear around boundaries or taught about boundaries and good self-care in this kind of world that we live in. I believe that we're not taught about that we can have desires and we can choose to bring things in. I also don't feel that we're taught to magnetize. And yeah, so for me, it's like, deconstructing all of that with a woman so that she can then live this more fulfilling life but a lot of the tools that come from that also is called like a movement practice so it's like you can give women homework where they um you start on your hands and knees and you play music for anywhere from one song to up to an hour and as you take deep breaths and drop into your body um, you focus on an intention or have something that, you know, you need to want to work through and you'll find that naturally your body will just start to flow. And then sometimes yeah, I just go into a trance and can be gone for half an hour. Um, and there might be tears, there might be shouting, there might be screaming, there might be like anger. And sometimes there will equally be at the other end of the spectrum, so much joy and pleasure and love depending on what it is that I'm embodying and what's coming up. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that's another tool. Um, deep breathing, slowing down, looking outside. I'll spend a lot of time just sitting and listening to the birds, watching nature, just really coming into myself and slowing my life down in every moment that I can to be really present. <clears throat> yeah, it's just yeah, beautiful. I think I... I digressed. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Sometimes you have so, to just cut it. <laughs> no, we're so in sync. I mean, um, just this last year, I've really focused a lot on breath work and meditation yeah. and even yoga. Yeah. And I've even found in my limited yoga experience and practice that there are times I'll just be in child's pose or something and just tears uh, will just start to flow or doing mm. a self-love hug and like, mm. and I'll just break out in laughter. And it reminds me kind of, of my previous, um, I grew up in a, a strongly Christian household and church and all these things. Yeah. And, um, the connection I felt back then to what I referred to as Jesus or God, um, was very similar to what I'm now experiencing on such a 
wider and more um, mm. high level view than before. Um, it, for me, it's helped me to grow more really in my faith in the universe and in all things spiritual yeah. and powerful uh, versus what I feel like was a really limited belief back then. And that's a very mm. unpopular um, position, especially where I live yes. <laughs> and the people yes, that I I'm surrounded imagine. with. Very, yes. very unpopular. <laughs> Um, yeah. So, so talk to me a little bit about that. Like the people that you, um, that you deal with and that you help, um, are they sometimes skeptical and like, oh, that's a little, what, what people here would call that. That's woo woo. That's woo woo stuff. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. <laughs> let's talk about, let's break open the stigma of woo woo-ness and yeah. tell people how this thing right here is the key <laughs> to like opening up an entire new world it has been yeah. for me the breath oh yeah I couldn't um agree with you more and you know I went around for years saying oh yeah it's a bit woo-woo or oh, the mermaids are woo-woo or and my whole family and I, god bless them and I love them all like my my dad was a believer in the mermaids very catholic patriarchal family here eldest of yeah. four children very much the same I have been spending the last 20 odd years deconstructing, unlearning everything I've ever been taught to come home to my own version of the universe and spirituality, yes. as you just said. And yes. um, yeah, and the woo-woo stuff. I mean, my dad was like, I said, I'm a mermaid. Like my dad said, okay, I know you are. You're a and my mom was like, yeah, my mom was like, you're not a mermaid. I am mum. I am the embodiment of a mermaid. And so I said, the depths that I've dived to in my life and the space that I can hold is vaster than the ocean. I've been triggered into the shadows of the deep darkness. And then I rise up, you know, onto the rock and for all to see. And I can do this for other women. So, and then everyone says, oh, you're a bit, that's a bit woo-woo or that's a bit crazy. And I'm like, yeah, I know it is, but I'm owning it. And I love it because that's for right. many years, yeah, for many years, it's one of those whole mask things again. Like to me, spirituality is unique and individual to every person. And who am I to judge another? And who is another to judge me? So it's a woo woo to me. I was ashamed or felt shame around saying I'm woo woo. Now I don't even say woo woo anymore. I just say, this is who I am. And this is me. And I am this mermaid. And I am this, the embodiment of it. And, and people, oh, we don't have a tail. I, was like, I don't need a tail. And all of these kind of things. It's, it's a bigger spiritual concept for me. And it's about the mermaid is um, my like totem animal or whatever you want to call it, a totem mm -hmm. kind of mm -hmm. symbol. And um, the whole woo-woo thing, um, I know for years I was saying woo-woo this, woo-woo that. And I probably do still say it. And I was on a dating app recently and because <laughs> I've just started dating again. Yeah. And yeah, and this guy said on there, oh, I'm into spirituality and woo-woo. I was like, okay, we'll swipe you. <laughs> yeah, I love I'm it. Always, yeah, I'm, I'm always curious to hear what other people's version of woo-woo means. And even though I get yeah. a little bit frustrated about that term, um, I also feel it's really important to just kind of, yeah, look at it, deconstruct it, identify where you are with it and yeah, just move through it, all of it. It's just, yeah. 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 What I think the people who refer to us types as woo-woo people <laughs> is that they don't appreciate or they don't understand that it's not just this language manifesting, thinking about <laughs> there is action behind what we're talking about. We have intentional actions, intention mm. and action is always behind these yes. concepts, right? And they yes. don't, they yes, won't listen far enough beyond the explanation to understand that there is a step to take in all of this. 
No, that's exactly right. And um, I often find, and this is of no judgment, but what I find is that people can obviously believe in these things or not. And I have a lot of people, my whole family, and I have three children. My granddaughter, though, she's two. She and I, we are mermaids, so that's okay. <laughs> but um, a lot of people I find that we come up against, um, I think it often comes from a place of fear and or we are um, challenging the status quo. And, yeah. you know, if people, and I'm always of the mind of people can do what they want, be what they do or what have you, and as long as you're not harming another human. So... For me, when I think about this kind of um, us being, you know, um, of course, I've lost my train of thought. I feel that, what is it I'm trying to say? I've gone. I've lost it. <laughs> we edit. You're good. We always have blooper, blah, 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 bloopers. <laughs> what was the question you said around um, their woo-woo? was around what yeah, the actions that we actually are taking oh, action behind the concept action that's right yes thank you thank you thank you yeah so for me like in a typical day like I wake up in the morning I'll go and get my incense I'll light incense straight away I'll open my door I can hear the birds singing I will then sit make a cup of cacao and do an intentional ceremony like every morning not every morning every, every every second day I do cacao and I have a say sage and I sage it I then choose the oil that I want to put in it to embody. I'll then sit down for five minutes and I might journal or I might just sit there and reflect. But what this allows me to do is then actually embody what's happening to slow down. And then whatever comes up, that's it. I take action from the next step. I set intentions with everything that I do. I make choices every day. Like I do this ritual in the morning too, which is I, have a, I make a choice, which I learned from my recent coach. And then that's an action from there. And what I find is, is that, when you're setting these intentions and you're living this kind of life, it's its own form of spirituality or religion or whatever you want to call it. It's just different from what we've all been brought up with for thousands of years. And for me, this kind of way of living and being is what chooses me and my purpose right now. And I wouldn't have it any other way because for every action or step that I take, it's coming from a deeper place. And when I get triggered, the triggers don't last for long now. Like I've dived into that shadows and don't get me wrong. There's always going to be new triggers and more shadow work because mm -hmm. it never, ever ends. But for me, I'm not afraid to go there because I know I have the skills, the tools, the resilience, because life has given me such a plethora of things to manage and deal with yes. that the actions that I continue to take, um, don't, I'm not, I suppose I'm not afraid. I'm not fearful. I know that in my toolbox, I have all these different things to make, be able to make me get through. Um, but yeah, I think, I think I answered that. Yeah. 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 That's so perfect. The more we practice, yeah. right. I mean, the, yeah. the, our, uh, my mindset coach uh, that we actually have as a corporate coach for our company, everyone goes through his yeah. program and it's entirely designed to help us become what he calls more VUCA capable, VUCA, volatile, VUCA. uncertain, complex, and ambiguous. That's what our word is, mm. that what our world is. It was a term. That um, is nice. Initially, uh, the term was uh, by uh, initiated by the like US military to say, okay, this is oh. VUCA. It's, it's basically, yeah. it's fucked up. This is a fucked up situation. Yeah. <laughs> like it's volatile, <laughs> it's uncertain, it's complex, it's ambiguous. But the more we can prepare for those things in our lives, 
the, yeah. the, we know that we can handle it moving forward. Like, so we do yes. things like ice baths and saunas yes. and breath holds and things like this, that, mm. that prepare our physical body to say, you know what? I can take anything that comes at me today because yes. I know I've already done it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I love that. And that's why when you're saying that, what resonates with me is <clears throat> in part of uh, being uh, being a human is that messy middle and that chaos and that unknown of when you're in that space and place and you're like, what the fuck am I going to do? When, when something happens, you know, something drops in and you're like, thank you universe. What the fuck did I do to deserve this? Right. You can either go right. into victim mentality or That's you can right. go into what I call creator. And we all have this choice mm -hmm. and we get to choose what is our next steps, no matter what happens within our life. And I think a lot of the times um, we get caught in the victim and it's very normal and natural until you're given the tools or the resources yeah. to be able to action the next steps. And mm -hmm. I have been in this space and I can still, last week I went into the victim space after a really bad date, my first date ever in like two and a half years. Oh. And I went, Drop. I know, I dropped in and I was like, oh my God, da, 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 da. I'm not enough, right? But I tell mm -hmm. you now, Amy, within one hour, I was like, no, actually I am enough. That's got nothing to do with me. I moved it, I worked through it. I then went back to within, oh no, and I went a little bit crazy and I got really upset. And then within 24 hours, I was sat here and I thought, I don't feel anything anymore. Oh my God, I've just worked. What took me a two years or a year before yes. took me yes. 24 hours to work through. And yes. I don't say that from a place of ego. I say that mm -hmm. from a place of full embodiment of the work that I have done within that's myself right. now. And that's what you're talking about. When you spend so much time in that, um, with that VUCA or the chaos and the messy middle and the shadows and do the work, we become invincible and unstoppable like that's one of my favorite songs by Sia I'm unstoppable it's yes. one of my go-tos I just I freak out with that song I just sing it at the top of my lungs <laughs> yeah it, I love what you're saying though I love that you say you go into creator mode I've been the, yes. the same concept I've been saying you know we have to take responsibility for what's happening yes. we may be in a car wreck and it's not our fault mm. but mm we still have a responsibility. We're going to have to call the insurance agent. We're going to have to get the yeah. tow truck. We have responsibilities yes. to take care of that, even if it's not our fault. So yes. that's where that creator gets to come in and decide what the yes. next step is and moving forward <clears throat> instead of holding back. And like you said, that two years it took you to get over, that's what this type yeah. of training helps people to become yes. is quicker at recovery from those yes, exactly. things that happen. Yes. Oh no, ah. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. And um, actually one of my mermaids, I have the mermaid of awareness and she's all about self-responsibility. And you'll find that most of my feedback and testimonials are that boom, she hit me like with a big stick. And I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah, because you have to take self-responsibility for the choices that you make as a human. And I don't think we're very good at doing that in society. And mm -hmm. I, I mean, and I actually think uh, there's a lot of men that don't do it very well either, but you know, I'm not, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. not going to, I, I, um, and that's mainly in my own experiences, but so what I can be responsible for, I will be, and then I continue to move through everything else. Um, but yeah, their the self-responsibility is absolutely huge, I feel. Mm -hmm. Um, and the creator <clears throat> for me is not just about creating mermaid temple programs or create, cause I'm also creating some cards at the moment that are going to be like little on each mermaid. But the creator for me is also waking up every day and choosing how I'm going to live my life, setting mm -hmm. intentions, 
doing living to the best of my ability for everything. I've also got a few little books that I'm kind of working on. I'm a manifesting generator. I have projects going everywhere in amongst my full-time work. Too. I love it. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, the creator to me means really stepping into your genius in whichever way, shape or form she comes for me and really um, just living the best life that I can and helping others along the way. Mm. Yeah. Man, I love yeah. it. I can't believe this time has gone yeah. by so fast. Before we go, oh, no, I wanna, let's, let's talk a little bit about the dating because I mean, a lot of our listeners are <laughs> business owners or they're in a corporate job and thinking about, you know, jumping ship to go start their own thing. Like you have, um, how is dating factored into all of that? And tell us about, uh, <laughs> tell us about how that fits yeah. in. Okay, so this is a funny story. I have obviously three children um, and my 29-year-old, we all went to um, Gold Coast for my birthday and my best friend's birthday in September. I've been on my own now for two and a half years. And Wait, are children... you a Virgo too? Yes, I have. Virgo energy, I knew it. Yes, I'm a Virgo. Okay, love it. Of course. What day is your birthday? The second. Oh, I'm the twentieth of September. Yeah, the twentieth. Yeah. Okay, I love it. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm sorry. Like, carry on, carry on. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um. So anyway, when we got back from the Gold Coast, uh, so I I kissed this guy on the Gold Coast, and I was like a little fifteen year old girl because it had been so uh, long. And then when we got back, my daughter said, "Right, we're creating you a um an an app." I was like, "Oh no, I'm not doing that. I'm not. Mum's not doing apps." And I was like. And I was kind of probably really judgmental about apps before um, this happened in September. So then I went on an app. I, I um, obviously within like the first day I um, matched with someone. And so we were talking for a little while and I was like, oh my God, I can't do this. And then um, I ended up kind of, we, and sorry, I had my settings to set to Perth, but I live in Kununara in a really remote community. Mm. So what I do is I leave my settings in Perth so that when I visit, because I visit often, um, then, you know, I might catch up with people, but I've only caught up with one person and it was amazing, but it also went terribly wrong at the last minute. And then my daughters were like, don't, and my son were like, don't give up, mum, don't give up. Just keep trying again. Anyway, I deleted all the apps. I thought, fuck this. I'm not doing this. I don't have the energy. I don't have the energy for it because I'm all about energetics, right? Which I would imagine you are. What I allow into my life is going to impact me and what I'm putting out. And I'm like, do you know what? I'm too old for this shit. My nonna was a single woman for 20, 30 years and she was the matriarch of our family. And I have just the highest respect for her. So I always laugh and say, this is going to be me too, which is fine. And um, anyway, last on the weekend, I think it was Sunday, within one week, I, I um, initiated the two apps again. And boom, I started talking to like four different men. So I was like, okay, whatever. And it's not, um, I've decided to just have a little bit more fun, just come from a place of um, open heartedness and just see where it lands and what happens. I'm always very upfront and honest and say, this is where I live, but I'll be in Perth on these days. And then if they want to keep talking, we just keep talking. But yeah, dating again after this long and at my age of 47, um, I started to feel elements of like shame or, oh, I can't do this or I can't do that. Like I've never had one night stands. I've never done any of this stuff in my whole life because of the slut shaming and all those kind of things. Whereas now actually, Amy, I'm like, mm, whatever. like, what is it I'm after? I don't actually know. So no, right. I'm just putting myself out there, being safe, taking care and just really learning how to have some pleasure and fun. 
Yes. Good for <laughs> you. Changed. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Just going into it with I, curiosity. I met my husband, yes. my second husband and yes. most successful marriage to date, second marriage, but I uh, met him on a, a, a dating app, believe it or not. Yes. And we were far yes. away from one another. So we got to talk a lot before yes. we met in person and just, yes. it's been people think we've been married for decades because of our relationship. It's just so healthy. And we did, we both went into it with just curiosity, openness. We weren't looking for anything and we knew what we would and wouldn't allow in our lives. And, and that was very um, helpful. And also coming into it as my own person and not needing a mate, not needing someone to complete me was everything. And it just worked. So I have faith that will work for you too. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And you just hit the nail on the head there, not needing it. Like I, like yourself, I feel love myself so deeply. And yes, I want to be in a partnership eventually. Do I? Maybe don't. I'm not sure yet. But what will happen will happen. But I don't need it. It's about um, coming from this space and place of being open-minded, curious, like you just said, and just trusting that if it will come, it will come. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And I don't, it's like a jigsaw puzzle. Like I don't feel incomplete, but if it comes like, I don't know. Yes, I'm open-minded, but it's so nice to hear that story for you um, in terms of, yeah. And I think it's about the communication. Being really able to communicate is the biggest key factor I've noticed in relationships. And without communication, clear communication, there really is like the grounds are just really rocky. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being my guest. I feel like I could talk to you all uh, evening I or all morning for you. <laughs> <laughs> Tell the guests where they can find you. If they're interested in learning more about what mermaid type they are, how they can dig into that um, true self-awareness and wholeness, how can they connect with you? What's the best place to find you? Oh, beautiful. Thank you. Oh, so on Instagram, I am, I am Ramina Lee um, and I spend obviously a lot of time over there and I share a lot of things there. And then I'm also on Facebook, um, Awaken Your Mermaid Within is my Facebook page. And then I also have a website, which is um, www.raminalee.com. Um, so yeah, there's a free meditation for anyone who signs up to the playlist. It was one of my first I ever did. Um, but yeah, that's where I can be found. Just send me a DM and yeah, I'd love to connect and just explore more all about femininity and life, mermaids and magic. I love Mm. it. Thank you so much. I've already followed you. I'm already on your mailing list. I'm excited to do the meditation that just dropped in my inbox. Great. I can't wait to follow you on all your socials and stay connected for sure. I just love love this conversation. Thank you so much. I've really enjoyed the opportunity. All right. Thank you. Ciao, ciao. Bye. Bye. Bye.